Hello, everyone. Hey, Welcome friends. to Confession Session, episode eight. Ain't it great? Is Unbeknownst it great? to you, it's taken us a long time to get this episode started because, because everything- along with everything else in 2020, part duh, um, our technology was fighting with us tooth and nail for the last, I don't know, 30 minutes, 40 mm-hmm. minutes. Just a fun I, time. I bought one nice pair of headphones for myself. And I know that's a privileged thing to say, but this is the first time in my life I've ever spent money on like Bose headphones and they are not being recognized by any piece of technology that I have. And I'm trying really hard not to take it personally, but I'm totally <laughs> taking it personally. You are going to hurl those bows <laughs> out the window. I'm going to hurl bows at the bows and <laughs> yes. put them out the window. <laughs> Oh my god, but we're so here. This is this is the vibe we're bringing to the podcast today. Cranky. So just be prepared for that that kind of energy. <laughs> um the views on what we want to do with Bose headphones and any views expressed further on in the program, uh to reiterate, are only the views of myself and my host compatriot and do not reflect the views and opinions of our employers. Now that I got that out of the way, I think we can get started. Hello, as I mentioned, welcome once again to Kvetchen Session. I'm host number one, the one who really is struggling with Daylight Savings Time. This is the Tuesday after our friend Daylight Savings Time. I've been exhausted for approximately 48 hours. I took a nap right before this, and I tried to wake myself up by effectively taking a shot of sriracha on a cracker, and that's where we are right now. (laughs) I'm impressed with your spice shot idea. It just gave me reflux. It didn't wake me up. (laughs) It's a living nightmare. It's a living nightmare. Oh my God. I am host number two. Um, and I'm just so angry that I can't come up with a good thing for what I am. So I'm just angry. Deeply angry. Deeply, <laughs> deeply angry. I'm the one who's seething behind my teeth. I like it. And it's good. I think it's good energy to bring to this week because, I mean, our content, our theme, we're fucking yeah, mad. We're yeah. mad. <laughs> it's, it's 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 not great, and it's rather frustrating that we have to keep talking about it. But like everything, can I just quickly issue a trigger warning, content warning? Yes, um, we are very going smart. to be talking about um, violence against women. We are going to be talking about the Sarah Everdard case, and if any of that would trouble you, totally understand if you want to skip this one. Yes not fault you for it for sure so i guess for those of you who are sticking around uh welcome it's gonna be a hell of a ride um host number two do you want to walk us just for the the basic context that i think most of us have gotten in this point but for those of us who maybe don't do you want to give a quick rundown of who this you know the the situation yes absolutely so from what i have gathered On March 3rd, Sarah Everard, who was a 33-year-old woman, was kidnapped and murdered allegedly by an off-duty policeman, Um, police officer, I guess is the term, on her walk home. So for context, Sarah's walk home was about 50 50 minutes, so let's say five miles. In our city, you could probably do the same walk or run it in, it would probably take you an hour by train. Yeah. It's it's pretty close. Um, Sarah took well-lit roads and I believe was on the phone with her boyfriend for the entire time. So that that's a big piece of, that's sort of like the catalyst 
are the first part of like this whole situation that we're going to talk about today. Do you want me to get, should I get into part two now or should I, should we hold until we've we can give, we can give like the highlights. So that okay. was the, that was the background and sort of the, the way we're breaking it down on this, uh, I want to say unusual in its level of extreme severity um, and seriousness podcast. Episode. Yes. Thank you. That was helpful. So the second highlight about what we want to address today is so Sarah's murder sparked this sparked this, you know, a sort of vigil where people, particularly women, were going to remember her um, because of COVID-19. The authorities had kind of said, you know, I, we can't really authorize a gathering, but folks gathered peacefully and there has been a good deal of violence, serious violence and debate coming from that basically with the question of violence, gender-based violence, violence against women. And of course, with violence against women and women's rights comes the not all men crowd. Like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> In they come. The not yeah. all men crowd. The white male fragility crowd. The frankly, I don't know the right words for it, but underhanded douchebaggery comments mm -hmm. that are trying to veil themselves as I'm a nice, the I guess I'm a nice guy, but kind mm -hmm. of stuff we've been seeing on the internet. Yeah. Um, which just really uh, cements the, the unfortunate reality that we women or those who identify as or present as women face mm -hmm. uh, every day. Cause I don't even, we, that's a whole other episode violence against, you know, trans women and yes. that, that that this is this this is scratching the surface of everything else this is the high level stuff and unfortunately we live in a world such that we can only cover the high level stuff in this episode yes so buckle up guys we're angry and we're over it we're so over it so over it yeah, so I guess for topic number one, general general safety. Uh, lovely host number two gave the rundown of you know what Sarah had been doing on her walk home to stay safe, which I think is something that we and all women that we know do instinctively. The whole like text me when you get home thing in pre COVID days. I mean, I don't see anyone, uh, nor do I leave the house, but. <laughs> it's it's sec it's second nature like when you wave goodbye to someone you verbally say texting when you get home and then you text them when you get home and it's it's the kind of thing like it's not just casual oh just saying like bye-bye like love you so much i felt awful because inevitably like sometimes you get home right mm -hmm. and it's late and you're tired and you forget about it yeah of course and I always feel bad because on the other end, when it happens to me, I worry, like, I hope, like, I'm sure, I'm sure they're okay. But I told them to get to get home and they didn't text me when they got home. And so then it's always, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm home. I'm safe. It's all good. Yeah. How, how like, how sad is it that in, in, you know, certainly in, at least in the U.S. where we live, that's just, that's the reality. And you just hope that you you hope that you can take it for granted that they're going to text you that they get home, but not so much. Or like I, back when I used to take Ubers, I, now that they have like the safety features and stuff, I would always loop in either a friend or my now partner yes. uh, to let them know so they could like watch the track of where the car was going. Yeah. Because it's just like, you don't want to not do it the one time. 
Absolutely. And, you know, another layer of that that I've noticed lately, again, hopefully people aren't doing this too much because of, you know, COVID restrictions. But on TikTok, I've seen this super upset. It's a good it's a good thing that it's happening. It's upsetting that it needs to of people recording minute long videos of them basically being the person on the other end of the phone. So if you're in a sketchy situation, like you're stuck in an Uber and you feel like he's not going to take the route, this is pre-recorded, and it's just someone's voice going, hey, are you on your way? I'm 10 minutes. Do you want me to send? you know, my husband down to meet you. We're all hanging out. So excited. So basically that it feels like someone's expecting you where you're going because otherwise you, you might get stuck in a situation where you're not brought to your destination. And the worst thing about these things are like one of the, not the worst, but one of the worst things about both that situation and what you're describing of like the call me when you get home, text me when you get home. We do that and I, I'm the same way. I get very anxious if I don't hear back, but sometimes I do forget when I get home because I'm just like, okay, I'm home safe, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, the worst thing about it is if someone never texted you back, you know, like all of us know what that means is the right. best I can do is alert the authorities because at that point you've, you've been, <laughs> whatever's happened, happened. And that's, that's the worst sort of implication of it. Right. And it's just, and it also, and this is again, like another tangential topic, it like ties into the fact, I don't, I'm not going to get into the psychological reasons why people do the shit that they do. But like, Mm -hmm. it's, it sort of overlaps with the whole, you know, if you're with a guy, then you feel like you're okay. Or if you're, you know, if you have a, you flash your ring to say, oh, I'm married. Mm -hmm. Or you say, oh, I'm meeting my boyfriend. It's like, you're suddenly off limits. It's like a sexual object when you belong to another man yep and i know you could do the situation for any you know gendered or non-gendered partnership but like in this particular example it's oh well they'll leave me alone yeah and it's like well so that's so that's what it is it's you're right you're right it's ownership oh my god i never thought about that well and even you know the reason like oh like hey do you want my boyfriend to come meet you outside oh hey i'm meeting my husband Yep. It's like it always has to be like the male counterpart because it's almost like if it's a, a, a non-male counterpart, it's not, you know, worth anything. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's demoralizing. And there's always it's like, oh, well, if she wasn't, you know, if she wasn't doing and I think the the thing with this case is like, oh, if she uh, like we talked about. And I'm not trying to equate the two. Sure. It can't the two can't be equated but back when we were talking about the capital riot and it was mm-hmm. like i don't want to hear from anybody anymore saying oh you know it's because they weren't doing this and it's like no yeah. literally you saw totally different treatment of people doing one thing versus another thing mm-hmm. don't tell me oh she was like she went through a dark part of town oh she you know her phone was dead oh she wasn't dressed this this girl did literally all the right things yeah and it still didn't matter. And also what she shouldn't have to do. Like, I know there's just, right. Like the reality is whoever you are, you generally want to avoid unsafe areas or unsafe spaces, of course. But this right. is like the extreme. Women shouldn't have to be afraid to go out in their neighborhood at mm-hmm. night. <laughs> but, you know, they have to think about, and people have gotten catcalled, like wearing baggy ass sweatshirts and snow boots yeah and a scarf that covers their entire face like it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah so there's like nothing that you can do uh you had mentioned 
to me, and this is a bit off tan like a bit off off topic, a story that you had told me that oh, thank right. God didn't happen to you. Yeah. But- and I think you and I probably both and it's fine to not get into them, but you and I probably both have our share of like horrifying stories. This one, um, to host number one's point. I was very fortunate, um, but I enjoy running and I used to run home from where I work or like near where I work back to the house during this during the summer in particular because the days were longer. And I would run along this really well traversed sort of like riverside path. And when I say that, it sounds like it's like in the middle of nowhere, but no, it's like it's out there and a lot of people. You live in a metro area like it's not it's not in the middle of nowhere. There's lots of people. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And my friends know this because every once in a while I will run into one of them like hanging out or picnicking or Again, whatever. case in point, there are lots of people around there. Yes. And so one day, um, I will never forget this. It was after work. I was at a happy hour with some folks um, near work. And I got these frantic like phone calls are coming and texts are coming. And I like didn't catch them at first because I was just chilling. And then I like looked down and these are friends who never call me, not because we don't love each other, but just like, I'll see them. Yeah, sometimes you call all the time, some you don't. Yeah, exactly. Like we're more hangout people. And I finally called back and they are freaking out on the other end of the line because a woman about 10 minutes prior had been stabbed on a run on that exact path. And this is not the first time that this has happened for sure, but it was the most recent time and it was completely random. There was no relationship between the person, the stabby and the stabber. Um, And they were like, we were so, we were so concerned that it was you because that's the route you take home. And so that was about, you know, it's about a five mile distance and it was the most direct route. But now I'm so terrified that I refuse to take that route home. And whenever I'm running home from work now, like I find some some person who will track my route home because I'm like once once is enough for that. And apparently what's terrifying is even that doesn't fucking matter. Like nope. if like that's that's I guess now we've established it's just a false sense of security. Yeah. Because yeah. Presumably, you know, walking home not a super far distance on, you know, on the phone, they knew where she was going and how she was going there. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I, I don't know, this is, I don't really know how to phrase or string my thoughts together, but I, it's so frustrating how we as women just are instinctively, like, I don't remember ever being, I don't know, maybe I was, I don't remember ever being explicitly taught. I mean, everyone's taught stranger danger, but I just, right. you kind of, picked it up intuitively as a woman that this was the kind of stuff you needed to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, your friend said it to you and you felt it. And I think, you know, and to your point, you've all had those experiences with guys, but it's, it's always, man, it's always, it's especially frightening. I feel like when you're in a new place with a bunch of your girlfriends, when like, I guess here, let me, let me say like, I am a rather tall individual not super tall, but like relatively tall compared to a lot of my female friends. And so maybe this is a huge character flaw, but when I'm out or back in the pre-COVID days, when I would be out with like my girlfriends, I would sort of take it upon myself to be the annoying, hyper-vigilant. Oh, nothing ever happened. But like, it's always when you're walking down the street and like some drunk guys come up or like somebody's, you know, harassing one of the girls or 
like there was definitely a moment I was at a bachelorette party in in where was it Montreal and like someone grabbed is a harsh word but like grabbed my arm oh my god let let go but it was there was that moment of okay we're giving it another three seconds and if they don't let go like I'm gonna have to do something but I don't like I don't have like I don't even know what I would do in these situations but just having to be when you're out at night with a bunch of your girlfriends you feel like you have to be hyper vigilant even if you're not walking home by yourself because it's like oh people are inherently gonna perceive us as you know weak easy targets Mm mm-hmm and it's just, it's, I don't, why is it, you know, it's, a, and again, why is it always on the, on the, on the women? Like, oh, they shouldn't have been. Oh it's like, God. you can't, you're telling me men that like, you just are so overcome by whatever the fuck is going on in your head. We as women are expected to do this and that and the other thing. And even then it might not be enough. And clearly none of it is enough. Basically then that's effectively admitting that men can't handle themselves and just immediately give in to their animalistic primal urges like me see me see female me want and it's like are you fucking kidding me you're telling me that as an allegedly fairly evolved species like you can't literally keep your fucking hands to yourself Mm -hmm. and you know i know this is a conversation probably for a future podcast but just to add like another layer to this two two other layers of this one sarah was 33 so she's not even a kid. It's not like this is an 18-year-old or like a, tw- right. you know what I mean? like like a college student. Right. Like this is a presumably based on the way that she was conducting herself, street savvy person, you know, walking through the London streets. I, I know nothing about other countries and how they are. So I've never been to London, but I do know that if this was, in fact, the police officer who did this to her, that's that's. I know like, a whole other conversation, but not only is this a man who is quote unquote should be adult and should be civil, he's the law. Well, isn't there a whole stat on the frequency, or at least in the United States, the frequency yeah. of like uh, spousal abuse and cops? That's a bigger Venn diagram. Oh, I forgot about that stat. You're right. Again, can't speak for stats in the UK. I would have to do the minimal amount of research, which I clearly don't do for these podcasts. <laughs> it's not the point of the podcast. But, like, <laughs> Yeah, generally the people that are responsible for enforcing the rules don't usually care much to enforce them themselves. And this, I think, goes beyond enforcing the rules. This is being a basic fucking human being. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're recording this. I don't know how the timelines exactly line up, but as we're talking today, we're just at about the anniversary of Breonna Taylor in the U.S. being killed while she was asleep, which obviously was not just a gendered issue, but a race issue involving police right but just it just goes to say that i mean this problem and those are just two examples of people Uh, the fact that every woman you know like have you ever i'm like i'm sure you do when you when you go to your your car right like you park in a parking garage you go run your errand you look have you ever met someone who doesn't look under their car who doesn't lock their door immediately getting in have who doesn't check before they get into the car yeah absolutely yeah and like is there anything weird strapped onto the handles and then you think like to your you made the point earlier like what would we even do i have carried pepper spray and i've been in situations where i should have used it and i didn't want to use it so like you know what i mean like because what you still even as women we have that doubt like is this actually happening what would happen if i did this like if i hurt this person am i going to be in trouble Right. Well, because in general, it's always like the, you know, my word against yours. And generally, people aren't particularly favorable to the women. Right. Exactly. Which I think is a great segue, (laughs) uh, which 
we shouldn't have to be associated with men in order to not be harassed or mm-hmm. I don't know, murdered yep. by men. We uh, should be able to go about our own goddamn business without having to deal with the advances from men. I, there's a, there's a broader discussion to be had about not all men, but mm. to the not all men crowd, I just want to add something I saw on Twitter earlier this week was someone was saying they had heard and I don't know if it was like an interview or a quote or something. It wasn't from them directly, but just from a man who's, who was basically saying, I would never, ever like hurt a woman or do anything like that. But, you know, when I'm walking behind a woman and I see her kind of speed up, it basically gives me, you know, makes me feel powerful. And to those people, what? I say, fuck you. How about don't do the thing that makes people actually scared and uncomfortable and i know this is a this is a singular example but i don't think it applies or i don't think it uh, doesn't apply to others like just because you can like you can't go around being like not all menning like that counts if you're like not all men but i still get like a weird power trip out of it which is murderers murderers get like power trips out of killing people too like (laughs) what the fuck and also just like yeah like not, you know what? Let's let's do it. I'm gonna bring it back. Not all men, just like the not all cops thing. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. I I would never tell you that. Well, <laughs> besides the all cops, are bad, I am sure that there are a handful of cops that are probably early on in their career and are genuinely concerned, general, general, genuinely ugh, want to do the right thing. However, the system is so deeply fucked that even if you have those people, chances are they're not going to act like that for very long because right. it is so ingrained in the system to not be like that. And when there are so many bad apples so that only the bad apples get, you know, promoted or stay in mm-hmm. or are accepted or whatever, the whole system is fucked. So to the not all men crowd, sure. Of course, there are a handful, you know, and a decent group of men who don't do this stuff and who stick up for women and who, you know, treat women like people and not sex objects who need to be connected to another man in order to have, like, value. Mm-hmm. Uh, but enough enough women have to do all these fucking things all the goddamn time yes. to avoid being raped or murdered or brutalized by a man mm-hmm. that it's a broad enough problem. Yeah. That you need to sit down and shut up. Yeah, it's every woman you know. And someone, this is not my original point. Someone made this comment and it, it like made me think. And I love sharks, so like forgive me. Um, but they were <laughs> side, like, side note, like, you love sharks. They're really nice. Um, but you know, if you're swimming in the ocean, right, and you see a dorsal fin, like you see a shark fin, you're gonna freak out and get in the water. You're gonna freak out and run out of the water. You don't know what shark is going to attack you. I mean, they usually don't want like. They don't really want you. Um, you don't know which shark is going to attack you and which shark is going to leave you alone. You see a fin and you get the fuck out of the water because you know better than to be swimming alongside when to find out the hard way. And it's right. the same thing. Yeah, not all sharks, not all. Men. Also, like frankly, the whole like oh, like I'm a good guy. Listen, the number of like sexual assaults of women, isn't it more often by someone they know, mm-hmm. like a friend allegedly under the guise of an I'm a good guy yep. and all that shit. So even if we know you, we don't necessarily trust that you, a man who we know and perhaps are friends with and respect or think we respect, mm-hmm. like I don't, we can't say definitively. We don't know until it either, frankly, it either never happens or it eventually will happen. Yeah. And so 
It's oh there's God. no way to tell. You can tell us that you're a good guy all you want. There is no way for us to know that you're not going to come out of the woodwork one day and you know do something that uh, is going to irreparably affect the life of the woman you're doing it to. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Let alone stranger assaults and all of that. I'm <laughs> and like frankly, all the energy you could be exp you're expending on the like not all men you could just be using to like support the women in your life. Yeah. The whole like actions speak louder than words thing yeah. I think works really well here. A lot of women, like I don't I don't wanna shine a light on my wonderful partner, but you you are associated with certain men for a long enough time and you see how they behave. Mm -hmm. Like my husband doesn't go around proclaiming that he's a good guy and like, you know, not all not all men and I'm I he he does things that indicate to me that he cares about other people and isn't an asshole right. and would never like give a woman, you know, aside from the fact that we're married, give a woman like unwanted advances or like follow her at night because, yeah. Oh my God, why would I do that? Also that would be terrifying yes. for literally anyone. So why would I do that? So it's just stop talking about how much of not a man, not all men, man you are yeah. and just start being a, basic and also and yeah all right you know what <sighs> yes there are obviously sexual assaults of men too sure yes again absolutely. we're going to talk the numbers game okay <laughs> men don't have to carry pepper spray with them nope everywhere they go and men don't think about checking their car before they get in it when you start doing all of that then you can come to me yes bad things happen to everybody Yes. But when bad things happen to one particular group of people at an alarmingly high rate compared to another group of people, mm -hmm. that is a noticeable problem. Can we I are add, not saying sorry. that it doesn't happen to other people. Yeah. Sit down and shut up. Yes. Yes. And there's, as you were saying that, I know this is not directly related. And this might be another topic for another podcast. Boy, this is a juicy one. We have so many other topics for so many other podcasts. Um, yeah, for real. But while you were saying that about, I think the other thing to think about for, for the not all men men is so at least at least in this country there still seems to be although it's getting better this heavy emphasis on purity culture right like oh, you yeah. gotta be like if you're a woman your prized possession and i'm saying this facetiously like this is a load of crap if you're a woman you're supposed to like remain pure and no judgment for those who do no judgment if that's your decision but it shouldn't have any effect on your worth as a woman if you have chosen right. to sleep with someone or not you're right. the one who's responsible for keeping your virginity intact i mean what the hell some women like can't prove their virgins because something happened when they were riding a bike like fuck. anyway and then you've got men who like are su supposed to be going out and getting it like quite frankly are supposed to be experienced and we're supposed and to they're be like not them. considered manly enough if they're not you yes. know going out and getting it yeah so when a woman is and again uh, not all I, I get it like some men really value their virginity too when a woman endures a sexual assault if she has been embedded in purity culture which i would say a lot of us have been on some level mm -hmm. there is an added layer of just shit there's an added layer of shame trauma i think is there's trauma. an added layer of trauma that you have yes. to deal with, aside from all the other shit that yes. comes with that experience. That's a, yeah, trauma. That's exactly it. That's 
because now you're contending with, am I like, what am I worth? And you might know that you're worth a lot. You might logically think that, but it's really hard to feel that way when you've been brainwashed. And I think in that community, uh, which I don't agree with, again, you can believe whatever you want to believe. Right. So more power to you if that's how you feel. Mm -hmm. But like, then there's going to be this feeling, oh, well, other people in my community will feel like I'm impure there's i'm not this is another topic for another podcast there's a whole thing where this guy who's like a born-again christian who used to be jewish is like sending out this book about his life story to jews across the country i got it i don't know where he got the list from my friend in portland got it oh my god um my i don't know if my parents got it but they may be getting it soon so they're basically buying lists of jewish people which is frankly terrifying yeah and sending out this book which i did not read, but I was reading articles about it and in it, you know, he thought he had this thing in his mind that, oh, his wife was pure and was going to like save him again. I didn't read it. I have no interest in reading it. And then apparently she was sexually assaulted and then she was no longer pure and could no longer save him anymore. And that's what? a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. But then you're dealing with these assholes who are like, well, now you, it's not, there's you wrestling with what you may or may not believe about yourself. And again, if you were raised in that, if that's what you believe, that is your choice. Right. Um, but then there's the whole secondary thing of like how other people, which is what you, you know, it's just like cr- something that you had no control over, ultimately. That's a horrifying book. I'm so sorry. Oh, that you're going a, I, that. Again, whole other podcast topic. I I didn't know it existed until my friend told me that she received it and told me some information about it. And then I received it. So it's it's really special. And that you know that's not an isolated case. Yo, yeah, of course absolutely. not. It's an isolated case because he's the guy who's sending out books to Jewish people across the country. Right. Right. It's just the loudest, the most recent loudest case. So yeah. So you're 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 desirable when you're pure. And then once they've had their 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 way, frankly, mm-hmm. pardon the crudeness, then all of a sudden it's no longer like the conquest is done. I'm no longer interested. Yes. Which again. Like, seriously, you haven't gotten out of, and this is, I think, insulting to Neanderthals. Like, you haven't gotten out of the caveman mentality, bud? Mm-hmm. Me must conquer woman and spread seed. It's like, really? Really? In 2020 yeah. fucking one? Yeah, and then the t- then then you're taking all that shit and you're like, oh, here, okay, like the, like, the pure woman is perfect and chaste and whatever. And, like, that's just direct line to pedophilia. Yeah, you're looking young, the need to be hairless or whatever, like prepubescent to be attractive indicates purity. It's it's so, I'm sorry, content warning. It is fucked up. Yeah. And the whole, which is a, a, a thing that I have been struggling with the older I get, the that the sort of tie into that, that women are only good to for effectively being the sow, sour sower of offspring. Now, yeah. again- if you have kids and choose to have kids, that's fantastic and good for you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to imply that like if you want to have kids or if you have kids that that's bad in any way. That's right. great if that's what you want to do. Yep. But I think you would even argue that most your worth as a person is not defined by your no. ability to conceive and have children. No. That is a wonderful thing that you can do if you choose to and are able to do so. Right. And it should be a choice. It should absolutely But like I think there's choice. also that tie-in of like you are just good for me and for sow sowing, sowing, sorry, I don't know English, good. Uh <laughs> giving birth to my children. It's what it's what you 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 are a tool for me. Yeah, an incubator. Like you exist for me to pump babies into. And then when the babies are alive, 
fuck you fuck your dreams you stay home (laughs) take care and i think i think it honestly all like comes down to just like also stop fucking trying to invalidate our experiences and what we're saying about this yes i don't try to invalidate your experiences again i wasn't saying it doesn't happen i literally earlier in this podcast gave an explanation for why we're focusing on this Mm -hmm. if someone comes to me and says xyz happened my first inclination isn't oh I don't, I think it's all in your head. Just like fucking maybe consider again, going back to the whole, like, and this is not all cis white men, because I think a lot of men who don't consider themselves straight in many cases feel like, Oh, like I'm fine. Women aren't scared of me, but that's not always the case. And so you don't get off the hook either, buddy. Right. Because you wouldn't maybe necessarily act on something. Right. Just like, listen, just like we've been screaming the whole, the whole time before, like, Listen to black people and other people of color and don't shut up. Don't discount what they have to say. Don't discount their experiences. You are not them. You didn't have their experiences. So maybe for one iota of a second, consider that your life is not the same Mm -hmm. as everyone's life. And I know that's really hard, especially for the cis white men to comprehend. Like, no, that can't be right. Yeah, exactly. And like, I I think sort of like what what you're saying reminds me of something that I heard once that has helped me like both grappling with my own white privilege and grappling with sort of like what the whole like layers of privilege in society is. No one, dudes, cis white dudes, no one is saying that you haven't had a hard life. No one is saying that you're not a potential victim. What they are saying is you being a man is not the reason why. Yeah. That's not a factor. You, you have a quote. I, you, I see you have a quote down uh, that I really like that I think is a good way to sort of wrap this up. Do you want to, I don't want to take this from you. Please. I would be honored for you to take it. In the words of my London news writer, Ella Bennett, it's not all men, but it is all women. And I will add, so sit down and shut up. <laughs> um, and that's going to print. <laughs> quote, end quote. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you know what? Not sorry, but this is, I know, a much less sort of humor filled episode than the convention sessions we've done before, mm-hmm. but we just felt that this was unfortunately a relevant thing to talk about. I think it's always a relevant thing to talk about. Yes. Unfortunately, as we said, just this was in the news, but I assure you it's happening to lots of women all the time. Yes. But we felt it was important to talk about it and Kvetch doesn't even seem appropriate in the humor levels, but complain about men making it all about themselves and how women are independent people who can do what they want, should be able to do what they want without worrying about their personal safety every five minutes. Imagine that. But that's the way this fucked up world works for now, I guess. For sure. For sure. So on that note, to the best of your ability, I know it certainly sounds like we've put a Debbie Downer on it. Do your best to stay safe and take care of one another. Mm-hmm. You know, the we as women or those who identify as women are dealt the shitty hand that we get for the moment and we should keep fighting against it. But I do appreciate how we've all, you know, in many cases, it's sad that we have to say text me when we get home, but we're there for each other. Absolutely. To the best extent we can be. So take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And I hope you have a good, a reasonably uneventful 
couple of weeks. Cheers to that. Bye, y'all. Bye.